Hey there, I'm so pumped to tell you about an amazing new community I've launched called Grief to Growth Circle Community. It's a space for people who are grieving to come together to support each other and for people who want to know who we are, why we're here, where we're going to have those conversations, all the things we talk about on the podcast. So I invite you to join me at grieftogrowth.com slash community to become part of this compassionate crew. The best part is 100% free. And you have access to me in addition to everybody else in the community. In fact, the podcast will be there so you can talk about the things we talk about in the podcast right there in the community. There's also some premium content if you want to go deeper in the work I'm doing, but mostly it's about building relationships and community and about sharing resources and supporting each other. So come on over and check it out. It's grieftogrowth.com slash community. I'll see you inside. Hi there. Welcome to Grief to Growth Podcast. Your host is Brian Smith, spiritual seeker, best-selling author, grief survivor, and life coach. Brian believes that the worst tragedies of life provide the greatest opportunity for growth. Brian says he was planted, not buried, and he is here to help you grow where you've been planted by the difficulties in life. In each episode, Brian and his guests will share what has helped them to survive and thrive. It is his sincere hope this episode helps you today. I want to start today's thoughts with a quote from Silver Birch. Silver Birch is an um, ancient guy. He died quite a while ago, but he came through a channel. I don't think it was that long ago, a couple decades ago, maybe. And there's some great wisdom and things that Silver Birch says. And I saw this quote this morning. The quote is, never allow fear to find a lodgment within your being. It is a negative quality which destroys, vitiates, and saps. It impairs your judgment. It clouds your reason. It prevents you from seeing issues clearly. Now, I hate to take exception with Silver Birch because Silver Birch is a genius and most of what he says, I completely agree with. But I want to take a little bit of exception to what Silver Birch says about fear. And and it's very popular to say that fear is, is a bad thing and we should never have any fear in our life. I disagree with that. I think fear is a necessary emotion that that is a biological imperative that was developed by evolution to keep us alive. If you imagine being a caveman and you see a saber-toothed tiger, it's good to fear that tiger and turn and walk or run the other direction. If you're a person that doesn't know how to swim and there's deep water, it's good to have a natural fear of that water because getting in that water could risk your life. So our brain has developed this sense of fear to keep us safe. Now there's a difference between fear and panic. Fear is the emotion, panic is our reaction to the emotion. So if we substitute the word panic in Silver Birch's quote, then I would agree with it. Never allow for panic to find a lodgment within your being. It is a negative quality which destroys, vitiates, and sap. Panic impairs your judgment, panic clouds your reason, and panic prevents you from seeing issues clearly. So while I think it's, it's good to acknowledge our fear, to understand why we have the fear, and to think about that, our reaction to it, it's what's important, and panic is never a good thing. So around the coronavirus, coronavirus or more accurately COVID-19, there's a lot of fear, there's a lot of panic, and frankly, there's complacency. Um, I think we need to control the fear, understand why we have the fear. I think we need to stop the panic. But I also think we need to not be complacent. Now, I don't want to get political, but I do have to mention the fact that I think we're behind the curve on this thing because I think our government was complacent. I think they thought by locking down the borders and just cutting off travel to China, they could stop the spread of the virus. You're never going to stop the spread of a virus 
by locking down travel. You can slow it down. I'm glad they did. I think that six weeks that they bought us might be very important. But meanwhile, because they were complacent about preparations, we are not being able to test here like the way we should be. Uh, South Korea is testing like 10,000 people a day. I'm not sure if we've tested 10,000 people total. We know we have outbreaks in pretty much, if not every state in the country. We don't know how many out, how many people have the virus. We don't know how many people are carrying it. We don't know how many people have already had it and recovered. We just don't have those numbers. So since we don't, it's we have to act prudently. And I'm really I'm in agreement with what's been going on in terms of shutting things down. The NCAA has shut down the tournament for this year. I love March Madness. I am not happy about that at all. The NBA has suspended the rest of their season. I look forward to watching the NBA playoffs, which I'm not going to be able to do this year. Major League Baseball has suspended um, or at least delayed operations. And I think these things are all wise. And I think I'm really happy about seeing state and local governments step up, schools closing, things of that nature, because we can tend to be complacent because we feel like we've all heard this before. We've heard about Ebola. We've heard about MERS. We've heard about SARS. And all these things were going to kill us all. And they came and they went and we were all okay. Or a lot of us were okay. Some people did die. But these things were different. I mean, the, the good thing and the bad thing about COVID-19 it's just basically like the flu, but it spreads very easily and we don't have natural immunity to it. So it's like it's all getting the flu at once. And that's what we want to avoid because it will be overwhelming to our healthcare system. And if you want to see an example of how that could look and we don't want to go there, look at Italy right now where they're actually having to ration healthcare because too many people are sick at the same time. It affects mostly the old and people with weakened immune systems. But it, um, just like the flu, can can actually kill other people. You know, uh, the morbidity rate is much lower. So it's something I think we take need to take very seriously. And when people ask, how is this different from the flu? The answer I give is it's like it's all getting the flu at the same time. And it's going to really hurt our, our really do damage to our ability to manage it. It's going to do damage to our economy. All these shutdowns, uh, that's just a short-term thing that we all need to get through. But I want to talk about some of the good things also. It is kind of like the flu. So for most of us, we'll get it. We'll get a little bit sick. We'll get over it. Some of us won't even know that we have it. The other good thing is I think there's every reason to believe it's seasonal. Viruses do not like warm weather. They do not like sunlight. They're like vampires. So it's in North America, we're a few weeks away from spring. I think we'll see this die down pretty quickly over the summer, uh, over the spring months and the summer months. I hope that we're going to be prepared when it comes back in the fall and the winter because I think it will be back. I don't see any reason to believe that it won't. But that, again, gives us more time. The more time that we can buy, the better. So what I would say for people right now is, you know, shut it all down. Do your social distancing. Wash your hands. Avoid crowds of more than 250 people. For all of us, whether you feel like you're vulnerable or not, because there are people that are vulnerable and you can spread it to them. So that would be my advice. When it comes to fear, a little bit of fear is not a bad thing. As I said earlier, it keeps us safe. It's what's going to cause us to wash our hands. It's what's going to cause us to do the social distancing that'll keep us safe. And for those people that say, this is just like all those other things, it's going to come and it's going to go and we're all going to be okay. I hope in a few weeks we can say that we did overreact. And I think we probably will be able to, but we also need to all come together at this time to keep each other safe. We need to learn our lessons from this. I mean, this is exposing some things about our healthcare system. 
where people don't feel like they can afford to go in and get tested, for example, but we're telling people to stay home. And this is not necessarily a healthcare system and they can't afford to stay home because they're hourly workers or even if they're salary workers and they don't have sick leave, uh, what happens when we shut down schools? All these things, we need to really rethink our society and how interdependent we are on each other and how we need to take care of the most vulnerable people when crises like these come up. I think that uh, this was sent to us as a lesson, as a wake-up call, and I'm hopeful that we'll take it as a lesson and as a wake-up call. As I was discussing with my friend yesterday, may all of our lessons be as painless as possible. So let's do what we can to keep this curve flattened, to slow and hopefully stop the spread of the virus, to take care of those people that are the most vulnerable. Don't be cavalier even if it's something that you don't feel like is going to impact you personally. And let's hope that we get through this without it becoming like the flu epidemic of 1918. And I can, again, understand some of the complacency because it's been, you know, our generation has not seen anything like this might be. Our parents' generation haven't seen anything like this might be. We have to go back to like 1918 to see a a really big global pandemic that killed a lot of people. Um, I don't think this is going to be that our technology is so much better. We know how to control viruses better. We know how to test better. We will probably develop a vaccine. I don't think that's going to be for this initial wave, but I think we'll develop a vaccine for this particular virus, you know, fairly quickly. Um, so there's a lot of reason to have hope that this won't be, you know, as bad as it could get, but it's not going to happen through just magical thinking. It'll only happen through action. So be safe. By the way, if you are feeling fearful, you're feeling panicked, and you want to talk to me, I'd be happy to talk to you. Uh, go to my website, www.grieftogrowth.com. That's grief, the number two, growth.com, and schedule an appointment with me. Have a good day and be safe. Well, I hope you enjoyed the episode. I want to make it really easy for you to reach me. So just send me a text to 31996 and simply text the word growth, G-R-O-W-T-H. In fact, you can right now just say, hey Siri, send a message to 31996. And when Siri asks you what you want to send, just say growth. You can do the same thing with OK Google. Thanks a lot. Have a wonderful day. Thanks for listening to Grief to Growth. Brian hopes that you find this episode helpful and will come back for future episodes. Brian's best-selling book, Grief to Growth, Planted Not Buried, is a great resource for anyone who is coping with grief or knows someone who is. If you enjoy the podcast and would like to support it, there are three things you can do to help. The first is to share the podcast with someone that you think it will help. The second is to go to iTunes, rate, and review the episode. The third way you can support the podcast is by becoming a patron head over to www.patreon.com slash grief to growth. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash grief, the number two, growth, and sign up to make a small monthly donation. Patrons get access to exclusive bonus content and knowledge that you are helping to spread the message of grief to growth. For more about Brian and grief to growth, visit www.grieftogrowth.com. Hey there, if you like this episode, come on over and talk about it. Let me know what you liked. If you didn't like this episode, come on over and talk about it. Let me know what you didn't like. 
Go to grieftogrowth.com slash community and look for talk about the podcast. I'll see you there.